Hello and welcome back to the Fist of Kanchu, a Moon Knight podcast. I'm your host, Paul. I'm Hugh. And it's been a while, but we are back with a new issue of Moon Knight. Today we're going to be going over... Do you need some help with this? I Marvel did. Spotlight 29 and Moon Knight 2. Alright, let's take it away. We're going to start with the... Um, Bronze Age, I guess, issue? Yeah, I, I would have called it more like Aluminum Age, given the content of the story. Uh, here's the synopsis. In uh, Marvel Spotlight number 29, The Deadly Gambit of Conquer Lord, Moon Knight must stop the Deadly Conquer Lord from carrying out an assassination on a mayoral candidate. Honey, I thought he was actually the mayor. Things take a turn for the disastrous when Moon Knight's lover and girl Friday Marlene is kidnapped and suspended over a pit of alligators. Will Moon Knight be able to save both the mayor and his girl? Mark returns home, realizing that he has a mole on his staff. I hate it when I find a mole <laughs> on my staff. <laughs> the mole escapes, but Mark follows him to conquer Lord's HQ. Mark fights his way in, only to be trapped in a bizarre life-size chess game. He manages to escape and rescue Marlene. Oh, the best thing about this issue, I could say, is finding a mole on a staff. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to agree. Um, this issue... Oh was cover dated August 1st, 1976, before I was born. So, I just, I, I found that information, I wanted to throw it in, I think I put the cover date in going forward on all of these. From Good now idea. On. This issue was created by Don Perlin, who was our penciler, Doug Munch, our writer, editor Marv Wolfman, colorist Irene Vardanoff, and letterer Deborah James. So, let's get right into it. What'd you think? <laughs> okay. Uh, we talk about uh, 70s cheese every time we do this. And, uh, yeah, well, first of all, what struck me, and I guess this hasn't struck me before, the amount of words in these, I mean, I don't even know how they have room for the actual pictures on the panels, because I mean, modern comic books, they manage to get things across without there being nearly, I mean, not even a quarter of the amount of lettering that there is here. Like, every, he, his internal monologue talks about every single little thing he does. Uh, which, and not like, you know, Deadpool's internal monologue, which Deadpool has several, and it still doesn't take up that much space. <laughs> uh, I, I found that a little distracting. Uh, but, yeah, they're just talking about everything they're going to do. I mean, I guess villains used to be that verbose back in the 70s, but... Uh, it, it, this was as awful as expected. Right. It Especially just, when you Jumping got, off the last issue, you knew this was yeah. going to be just as bad. Especially when they got to the life-size chess game. Yeah. I mean, th this is this is a a setup worthy of the original Star Trek, okay? <laughs> I, I just... I, I don't even... This is, this is why people didn't take comic books seriously for so long. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And the wordiness, it's almost like it was a Kevin Smith comic book. <laughs> Extremely wordy. I mean, it's. I, I felt like this could have fit right into the VS universe. That's all I got for that. I do have notes. Okay. I, uh, I committed to going through this, and most of this is me calling them out on stuff. Like, uh, right at the beginning, when they're describing Marlene... Fontaine, his girl Friday, and just a plain girl. I was like, really? Just plain girl? Yeah. 
just plain girl with a crazy superhero boyfriend who gets suspended over a pit of alligators and her response is, Mark, you better not be late this time or I'll never forgive you. Yeah, well, that's See, true because yeah. her head would have been in one of their bellies. So, <laughs> no, the mayor's been shot. And they've identified that he's practically bleeding out, right? Yes. So what does our hero do? He decides to completely recap the mayor on what's going on. And then is of no help whatsoever. He's like, all right, I'm out. My girlfriend's hurt. I got to go. You're, you're going you're gonna to be all right? Dude, blood does not come out of that white suit very easily. Silver. Silver. They okay. keep saying it's silver and black, but yeah, it's KKK white on yeah. the page. Good morning, overlords. And now, what I found interesting, on page four, um, we get our first mention of Mark being schizophrenic. So they, they've established that. But did you also notice, apparently, he can turn it on and off like a switch? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that how it it's works? I don't, I don't know. Is that his superpower? He has super schizophrenia? <laughs> well, kind of, yeah. That <laughs> is his superpower. Well, that, and he does mention that he has super strength later Well, on. no, he mentions that he's supposed to have super strength, like he's not sure. Wait, yeah, so he's not even sure with the editorial decisions on this? Yeah. And so we have our, our mole on his staff, who just so happens to be American. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to let everyone else draw the conclusion uh. on that one. Um, and I'm also assuming by... All of the thinly veiled, vicious uh, words he uses for Merkin, um, that we're, we're to believe that Merkin is quite possibly homosexual. Did not catch that. With all the pansy and the twinkle toes. Oh, and possibly. How would he know that, though? He just met the guy. Or did he? Well, no, in the context of the story, yes, he just met the guy. And again, if he's supposed to be his valet, how is he just meeting him? Yeah, that seemed uh, odd. Yeah, you know, I mean, your enemy hires somebody to, I mean, somebody brand new. It's not even someone that's been there for a while or anything. It's just like, oh, hey, you know, I'm here to work. You are? Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, that guy hired me, which just seemed to be what he was telling everybody. Yeah. See, that's why Frenchie needs to be vetting the new employees. My final note for this issue was during the uh, the chess game. When Conqueror Lord escapes through the giant glass ceiling, that our hero, who's supposed to be an analog to Batman, right? Our hero did not notice a giant glass ceiling in the room. Detective. Yeah. Awful. <laughs> um. So yeah, now now what I'd like to do going forward here, and I haven't discussed this with you at all. Oh, fun. Um, I love it when you do this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I kind of want to do like a rating system here, and this is something that I'm shamelessly stealing from another podcast called Welcome to Level 7. What they do is they have different classifications. There's avoid it, and I'm paraphrasing. I don't know exactly how they do it. Borrow it from a friend, buy it, or collect it. Where do you put this one in? And I already know the answer to that one. Burn it with fire. <laughs> so I'm going to say, yeah, avoid it. I shouldn't it. be the, it's that mean to uh, uh, the old comics just because they're not any good. Uh, clearly, <laughs> um, 
It says right on here the original issue is very expensive, 150 to 400 dollars. So it's clearly a collectible issue for some odd reason. I mean, but you know, I mean, people are into lots of stuff. So, yes. so where does that lie? Avoid it still? Uh, yeah, I, I'm only doing this because you're making me. <laughs> now, I would also like to say that this would be a just borrow this from somebody thing, but I own this. <laughs> this is where we've read it from. So I guess it's a buy it for me. I bought it in the collected edition that we're going to discuss here because we're going to get into the rip-up portion of this issue. Uh, where can we find this issue? Like you said, the original issue you can find quite expensively on the aftermarket. Um, collected editions, Essential Moon Knight Volume 1, or where we've read it from, the Marvel Epic Collection, Moon Knight Volume 1, Bad Moon Rising. You can find this digitally on the Marvel Comics digital store, not Marvel Unlimited, or Comixology for $1.99 a piece for the download. They should call not call this Bad Moon Rising and call it Bad Comics Collected. <laughs> so far I would have to agree with you on that. But let's move on to something a little more modern. Moon Knight number two, titled The Sniper. And the synopsis for this is, <laughs> The best new comic of 2014 continues with a story that has to be experienced to be believed. So I'm assuming that they wrote the synopsis for this long before Warren Ellis had the issue. They you didn't and, have a fucking yeah. clue what was going on. <laughs> no, not at all. This was cover dated June 2014, written by Warren Ellis, art and cover by Declan Shelby. Um, we have more editors than any other staff combined on this. We have Stephen Wacker, Nick Lowe, and Ellie Pyle, all as editors on this. Our colorist was Jordi Belair, and letterer, whew, Chris Iliopoulos? I, works for me. Polychronopoulos? Um, so, notes, you want to start? Sure. Uh, interestingly enough, I thought that, uh, just like the first issue, again, a standalone one-and-done issue, probably good for establishing a character, uh, just because it doesn't get weighed down and other stuff. Um, I'm guessing they saved a, a ton of money on this uh, issue by not having a lot of panels in it, <laughs> since there are so many missing panels. Um, I mean, there are places where there's like one panel on a page. Yes, very, um, very stark, very barren. Yeah. Uh, it, it was an interesting choice, uh, I don't know that the that the story wouldn't have been fine if they had had skipped that altogether. I mean, I don't feel like it. I don't feel like it, it added that much, except visually it was resting on the page. You're like, well, this is different. This doesn't usually happen. Um, I think in, in something like this, especially considering uh, the said sniper of the issue, I, I think you could have delved use some of that space to delve into that character a little bit more, because I think that would have been interesting from a psychological standpoint. You know the issues he was having uh, rather than just he kills all these people there's blank pages then Moon Knight shows up and beats him up and that's where we get all of our exposition is at the very end filling us in on why exactly this is happening yeah um, we might as well spoil it this, this book's been out for a year now the whole thing is he was basically a gun for hire and got left hung out to dry by the special missions group that was with them 
they all moved on to the private sector, left him for dead, I guess, wherever they were, because they referenced numerous places. Yeah. And um, our sniper <laughs> kind of took issue with this and came back and just was basically killing all of them. And that's where we jump into the story, and Moon Knight comes in to beat the snot out of him. In his new fantastic costume, by the way. I love that new costume. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, uh, way better than the, the straight up just white. And uh, we, we get a bit of a twist ending on this one. The sniper gets smoked by one of the guys that was going to, that he was out to kill. Well, he didn't know that guy was part of the team, though. See, I didn't get that from him. I got that this guy just oh, was late, late coming. Yeah. Oh, I thought maybe he was late to the meeting back when they were doing all this, this stuff and he didn't realize that there was... Because he said, didn't he say, he kept saying the eight members of his team, and then that guy said there was nine members of the team. I was late to the meeting. So that made me think the sniper wasn't aware there were nine members of the team. No, I thought the sniper said there was one left, though. Oh, maybe, maybe. I did breeze through it pretty quickly. So. Yeah, well, how can you not? I mean, it's, it's so dense to yeah. get through there. Now, I did take a couple of them notes here. Uh, one was about the new costume, which I was a big fan of. Still am. I like that look. I think that would make for a really cool action figure, so Hasbro, get on it. Um, the one line that, that gave me a chuckle was, why can't I hit you? And Moon Knight's <laughs> response, I'm not real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I also found it interesting that our sniper's story kind of parallels Mark Spector's origin with being the merc that got turned on and left for dead. So, that's uh, that's really all I've got about this one. I've been raving about this run of Moon Knight for so long that when I went back and reread this one, I was actually kind of disappointed now with issue two. Well, maybe you're setting my expectations by having me read the old stuff first. <laughs> I thought it was fine. Um, certainly, you know, di didn't make me not want to read anymore. That's good. So let's go with the uh, the rating system on it again. Where do you fall on this one? Oh, I don't know. I guess if you like it, um, buy it. I definitely go with collectible grade. Highest of the high for me. Get it, put it away, love it. So, but Yeah, I do that. That's, you just get your books put away? Yeah, I get done. it, put it away, love it. Applies <laughs> to lots of stuff. Alright. So let's wrap <laughs> this one up. Where can you get this? You can still find the original issue. It's at a premium now. I mean, Moon Knight has been pretty hot, so the price is up a little bit. I don't think I put a price on it there, because I didn't really check around for that. But you can also get this in the newest collection. Moon Knight Volume 1 from the Dead. And digitally, you can get it everywhere. It's on Marvel Unlimited, Comixology, the Marvel Digital Store. I'm sure there's less honorable ways to find these two if you want them. You know what you can't get digitally? What's that? A mole on your staff. <laughs> I think that's how we need to end it. I think so too. You let them know where they can find us if they want to hear more from us. We are on uh, geekpod.com. That's G33KPOD. Uh, we're on Facebook. We are all over the internet. iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, anywhere you get your podcasts, you can find us. Uh, Fist of Conchu. Listen to us, because we love you.